Ladies and gentlemen, this is Vic Muscat's Evolution Podcast, and this is your main event of the evening. This episode is unsanctioned because I don't have a sponsor for this episode because all the local businesses thought I was crazy recording on a Sunday, but I don't care. Everyone who really knows me knows I'm not right in the head. I waited too long for this guest, and I'm fired up tonight to have him on. He is the current reigning and defending Midwest PopCon champion, the one and only Slammer. Yeah, brother. How's How are going? you? How are you doing over there, man? Dude, I am doing awesome. Looks like it's sunny over there. It's been raining here for the past three days. Uh, it's actually kind of cloudy outside right now. We've been getting waves of hard rain and heat and humidity. It's very hot and humid here in the summertime. Uh, it must be hot and humid, especially in the rain when you're during the summer. Oh yeah, it's awful. We we have we have some crazy weather here in Missouri. So do we have one thing in common right off the bat. Our girls are named Heather. Oh, cool. Yeah. I married my wife's name is Heather, and I was like, oh, this yeah. So my that's, wife's name is Heather. <laughs> so right there, boom, we hit it off. Uh, automatic. Automatic. So when did you <laughs> first become passionate about professional wrestling? Uh, oh, a very long time ago. I, I won't reveal my age, but I started watching wrestling when World Class Championship Wrestling was still on TV. So that was my first uh, watch of wrestling. So I automatically liked Von Erichs as a little bitty kid. And that's, that's what I watched. It was on Sunday mornings, 11 o'clock. And then we flipped the TV on one day and WWF Superstars was on and my whole world changed right from that point on, man. I became a Hulkamaniac right away and never, never, it's never ended. There we go. Uh, what was the, <laughs> what was, about what, lose me? Yeah, it's like, like I say, anything can happen in this show. Technical difficulties, you know. <laughs> that's, that's technology. Yeah, I've lost power during this doing a recording a show before, so that sucks. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Well, after after a while, you just like take a deep breath and be like, you know, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, what was the <clears throat> match of Hulk Hogan that you can remember that you watched? The first match. Oh my gosh. I'd take too much thought. Uh, I I don't I don't remember exactly exact first match just all the matches he had you know with we'll we'll start with the late paul orndorff now you know uh wrestlemania one him and mr t the rock and wrestling connection with cindy lauper and all that stuff that's when it went mainstream that's you know when i really got into it so every match from there on i've seen <laughs> yeah. so um you got a baby screaming I got, I, he just came running in. Like I said, anything's possible. <laughs> Anything is possible on the show. So what, how did you come up with the name Slammer? <clears throat> okay, well, that's a good question. Uh, there, bef before we had the internet and all that stuff, we used to have these things called wrestling magazines. And if you ever wanted to find out anything about anything, you went to a wrestling magazine, you know, there weren't a whole lot of wrestling schools and stuff like that. And all I ever knew is I wanted to be a professional wrestler when I grew up. So I had a wrestling magazine 
and there was one particular school in there called Slammers Wrestling Gym. And I wrote him a letter. Vern Langdon, the head slammer, uh, wrote me back, took time to always talk to me, give me phone calls and stuff. Be like, hey, when you get out of school, whatever, you know, you're welcome to come out here and train and learn to be a wrestler and uh, sent me a couple t-shirts, stuff like that. Just had a few years of getting to know him, you know, and then I actually got to go out there for a few days. He said, hey, you ought to get on a plane, come out here and check the place out. So I got on a plane uh, about 19, I think what year it was, 96, I guess. And hey, come on, come on out. He picked me up at the airport. I went and uh, he had he had a beach house, got to stay there for a couple of days. And they had their Slammers Wrestling Federation out there. So I'm making a long a short story long by telling y'all that. But anyway, I got to go out to Slammers Wrestling Gym, but then once I got back home, you know, uh, I, me and Heather was actually together at the time, and I didn't know exactly how I was going to go about just upping and going out there to, to be a wrestler at the time. So anyway, uh, that, that was pretty much it with Slammers Wrestling Federation. You know, I still had a little contact with Vern after that, and actually became a friend of him on Facebook. This has been several years ago, and he actually passed away. But uh, fast forward to about 2000 and, oh gosh, 2002, I think there was a gym here in my local town that uh, a guy was a independent wrestler and he had a ring at his uh, gym. And I started to work out over there and train with him a little bit. And he's like, so what's your wrestling name going to be? And I was like, uh, well, I'd always thought about being Chris Slammer, you know, just to kind of pay honor to Vern. So anyway, he passed away a couple of years ago. And I thought, well, if I ever, because there had been a big, long stretch that I didn't wrestle, I kind of didn't know if the dream would ever happen or not. And I, but, you know, Slammer will be my name because I just always want to honor Vern Langdon. That is awesome. And you taking like, you know, Slammer and Slammer Mania and kind of like reinventing Hulkamania into that. Who came out with the who came up with the Mega Brothers? Because I thought that was great. Okay. Well, uh our, if you if you want to hear a little history of the whole me getting back into wrestling to lead up to that, I can do that. Sure, kind of, you, you. Then you kind of understand everything. So anyway, after the whole thing with the Iron Horse Gym training with that independent wrestler LA Cash, uh I worked we worked a little bit in the ring for like a year and nothing ever had went about with that. And about the time I got done with him, I got my job at UPS and UPS pretty much has owned my life for the last 18 years. But those first three years, <clears throat> 2003 to 2006 were pretty rough because I worked there, uh, 5:30 in the evening till 10 30 at night. Then I'd turn around. I had a 40 hour a week day job. So kind of, and about the same time, 2003, you know, my daughter was born in 2000. So I, I have a, her, me, you know, we have a young family at the time, trying everything I can do to, you know, make a, make a life for us. So anyway, oh, yeah. uh, 2017 comes along, a little wrestling organization popped up about 20 minutes away from me called Lightning Pro Wrestling. 
I just so I heard about this. I got on their Facebook page. I think I liked the page. By the next morning, I immediately had a message from the guy. I see you're a uh, you like Hulk Hogan because obviously everything I ever posted is pretty much pretty much anything to do with with the Hulkster. So anyway, he's like, so uh, are you a wrestler? Are you just a fan? You know, I'm like, well, you know, I would like to still be a wrestler. I am a fan, such and. So anyway, started training over there, wrestling some. We never did anything big. It never. It kind of fizzled out after a year or so, and I think that was 2016 when that started up. So uh, I guess about a year we had that going on. So anyway, uh, about the time that kind of fizzled out, I thought, here we go again. You know, I'm not sure what's going to – if wrestling's in my future or not, because it seems like every time something starts going good, it's kind of take a step back. Cause I, I was like, dang, am I ever going to be a wrestler? You know? So anyway, I won some tickets to a Cape championship wrestling show. And I went down there. This is literally like an hour South of where I live and went to a couple of their shows. And I kind of got to know the people that owned it. And I was like, man, I wish you guys had a, training center training something to you know do and they said well we're kind of looking into that next thing i know they're starting up a thing where you can go in set up the ring train learn from them so anyway they accepted me into their program so for about a year of 2017 i and to this day i show up once a month i still set up the ring train and now i'm on every event but uh, about a year into it, I uh, I always used to set up the ticket table with one of the owners, and everybody would come in and show be like, "Slammer, when you gonna wrestle, man? When you gonna wrestle?" You know. So anyway, this kind of started happening, and so one owner told one of the booker, he's like, "Yeah, getting this guy on the card, man. People want to see him wrestle, you know." So anyway, after one of our events, we have a big event every year. Uh, it's like a Royal Rumble. We call it the One Night Riot. And we had finished the event one month prior to that. And the booker came to me and goes, oh, by the way, you're going to be in Rumble next month and I was, or the riot next month. And I was like, oh, okay. I actually had ordered me some slammer gear and didn't really know how I was going to really portray myself. I just knew I was going to be Chris Slammer. So I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to be Chris Slammer in this riot. Chris Slammer, you know? And <laughs> so anyway, uh, about a week later, the booker sent me a message. He's like, hey, man. He's like, you got anything kind of early 90s looking Hogan shirt or anything? And I'm like, you mean, you mean like this? Show him the tie-dye Hulkamania shirt. He's like, that's exactly what I'm thinking of. He's like, I need you to wear that. I'm like, okay. He's like, you're going to basically, I guess from all the all my social media and my Hulk Hogan craziness it's like you're going to be a crazy hulkamaniac it's like perfect <laughs> you know this is this right up my alley my whole my whole thing's right under my nose it's really not a gimmick this is literally who i am you know so anyway that's how the whole slammer slammer mania being a crazy hulkamaniac while i'm wrestling had come about so the mega brothers my mega brother tag team partner uh dalton anthony uh he is the macho manch and 
he just told me one day we are going to be a tag team and we're going to be called the mega brothers. This is something our booker dreamed up and we have pretty much been running wild as the mega brothers for a couple years now. And pretty much every event here lately has at Kate at CCW pretty much we're in tag team action every time. Does WWE or Vince McMahon give you like a shit for, you know, kind of using the Hulk Hogan gimmick, you know, because they're very touchy sometimes and, you know, just say like, oh, copyright, copyright. Yeah, no, I'm nothing like that. <laughs> That's good to hear. So, so we're, you know, we're small independent wrestling. I mean, I'm sure I'm not too big of a threat, I wouldn't think. <laughs> I always thought you were a big threat. <laughs> that's well, I, well that's cool to know <laughs> so has anyone told you with working with ups and being a slammer that's like a clark kent superman type thing <laughs> i guess i never really thought of it that way <laughs> i guess you've been, so you've been working for ups for how long 18 years 18 years so what's that average week for you when you have to do could juggle that and wrestling well the work week's worse than the wrestling by all means because monday through friday i mean my whole day and night's pretty much ups you know by the time i get home in the evening that's workout time and family time and usually the whole any wrestling i do is on saturday so that's perfect i'm off on the weekend so uh yeah you 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 ups it'd be too much to it it's too much to do that and to wrestle during the week i i've been offered many times to have matches through the week but i have to turn it down because there's just no way i can make it anywhere especially if i had to travel somewhere so i had something local that had matches through the week that'd probably be a little bit different i could probably somehow manage that but anywhere i wrestle is at least an hour further away and that sucks yeah that sucks um so to walk us through when you won the title, the uh, Midwest Popcorn Championship. Well, I wrestled for a company called New Breed Wrestling, and they're based uh, in mid-Missouri. I don't know if you're familiar with Missouri. I mean, right in the you got St. Louis on the east, Kansas City on the west, right dead center would be Columbia. So we're around that Eldon, Columbia area. Eldon is where Harley Race is from. So this is big Harley Race country. So uh, I've been asked by the booker scott z many times over the last couple of years when you gonna come out here and wrestle we gonna come out here and wrestle and last year i was ready to go out there and make my debut the whole covid thing happened so that shut everything down for quite a while so luckily this year we uh i got contact in we gonna come out here i'm like i'm ready he's like okay let's uh get you out here so i literally had my first match out there against a guy named suplex cyclone and this guy is every bit about suplexing you in every single way he's a big bad dude so i had a match with him my first match and he was the midwest popcon champion and he beat me by disqualification because he has a manager give me the low blow he got disqualified because i was fixing to beat him so had a rematch against him and I mean, this dude suplexed me a million times and I rolled him up, pinned him, won the title. And it was the absolute, one of the greatest days of my life to win 
a championship for an organization, especially like Newbreed. They're awesome. Yeah, and is. now I've wrestled. I I had a rematch against Suplex Cyclone, and I mean this dude goes and beats people all over the place, and I am three and zero against the guy. <laughs> uh, and, and he he is he's he's a suplex machine. He's dropped me at the German suplex uh, way too many times for me to ever want to take. Dude, that does not sound like a fun trip. No. So what's the one common myth about professional wrestling that you can debunk for us? Which myth? Which myth? Is there any in particular that you uh, <laughs> can think of? Well, let me just put it this way. Everyone says wrestling's fake. That's the myth they always bring up. I, 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 I defended wrestling my whole life. There's nothing fake about it. <laughs> oh, just absolutely not. No, I, I mean, any, any wrestler would tell you right now, you go in there and you get thrown around. There's, there's nothing fake about getting thrown around. I think that going live kind of justify, like if you're just watching on TV at home or on YouTube, doesn't really justify it. But when you go to a live event and you see the ring, you know, just like bouncing all over the place and the board on top, you bouncing on, it's not budging at all. It brings a different light. Yeah, and you know, uh, you you train for this stuff, and you work hard. You go through your matches. When when you get in there and you actually have a match, and or like winning a title, for instance, it it's it's real, man. When when you win that title, and you're actually holding it, and it's like, I mean, it's it's everything you could ever imagine as a little kid thinking, I want to be a wrestling champion, and then it happens. Man, there's, there's, there's nothing fake about it. I'll tell you that right now. Awesome. So what's the one thing you wish you've known, you wish you'd known at the beginning of your career that you know now? Oh, the beginning. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I should have asked you for, uh, for some notes before we got on here so I could have thought about this stuff. I, I, no, go ahead. Uh, something... Man, I'm I'm sure this is an answer that I could give you right off the top of my head usually, but being put on the spot, I can't can't think right now. Uh, I don't mean to put you on the spot. Huh? Oh no, I, that's I sh I should I should be always prepared for a, a good question like that. Uh, I I can't think of anything right off the top of my head. I don't want to I don't want to waste your time sitting there. Think I'll come back to it if I pops uh, something pops in my head. I just can't really think of anything right right in a second oh, i want to give you a good, i want to give you a good answer <laughs> that's all right is there any wrestling move you would not do because you would think that I, no that's really unsafe i don't feel comfortable uh we'll go back to the german suplex i said i would never in my life take that move and i've taken that move more times than i could ever think of wanting to take it now <laughs> and it's not fun every single time it happens Oh no, because it's just the hard wood against what back of your head. Back, your pretty back. much, yeah. Jeez, have have you ever gone to UPS on a Monday and you could barely move? Oh yeah, I mean I've I've went I've went to work sore before, but you know, I've always said my whole life I I live I live sore. You know, I like to work out. I like to be. I know I've got a good workout when I'm sore the next day. Going through the UPS day, I mean, if you Went went through the UPS day. It's 
I, I almost always say a, a day at UPS is worse than a wrestling match. I mean, just the, the amount of work we do and working in those hot trucks and yeah. it's, 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 it can be a pretty tough job. Yeah. I worked at uh shipping receiving at a couple of retail stores and met a lot of UPS drivers. It's no joke. I mean, until you actually talk to one and, and you like in a hot day, you know, you help them like handle the handbox, you feel as it's inside the truck. Yeah, it's 130 degrees in the back of those trucks. There's no ventilation. We don't have air conditioners in our trucks. It's, and I've gotten to know a lot of UPS drivers via my social medias from literally all over the world. And I mean, it's it's the same everywhere. Workloads, hot trucks, you name it. It's it's pretty crazy how it's all pretty much the same. Name all the legends that I've noticed you be meeting a lot of legends like Scott Hall, Bushwhacker, Wook. You've had Hogan himself tweet you a couple of times. He follows me on Twitter. He follows you on Twitter? He follows me on Twitter. We're friends, man. We're brothers. Not brothers. brothers. I was going to say not <laughs> brothers. And if everything goes right here in about 69 days, I think I'll be in, I'm going to be in Clearwater for two weeks. So Fingers crossed. Hoping, hoping he pops in the shop. So has there been any legends that you met that you, after you met with them, you're just like, God, what an asshole. Nope. No, they've been all been nope. cool. All been. Not, not any of them. Everybody that I've, uh, especially, I mean, Luke and Hogan, uh, Jimmy Hart. Oh my gosh. If you met Jimmy Hart, I mean, he is literally the coolest person you will ever meet in your no, entire life i heard he was i miss his autograph signing in a Holyoke, but a friend of mine wendy said he was like really cool oh he's he's literally he came to he came to one of our shows a little year or two ago at ccw and he got there early and we had been training and stuff and he was just sitting back there by himself and i am a super big mark for jimmy hart and he was just sitting there all by himself and i just walk up and I'm like man I just want to tell you how cool it is that you're here and he just started talking to me and I just found myself sitting down next to him talking to him for a very long time nice. and the booker knows what a big fan of <coughs> his I am and he had me sit with him at his table even before and after my match and my daughter came to the show and my daughter helped work work his table with him and he is just literally the coolest guy you'll ever meet also, another cool guy I heard was Greg the Hammer Valentine. I heard I've was- never met the Hammer. That's a, that's somebody I want to meet, and he lives down around that area too in Florida, where I will be. So, probably pop up. Well, you know, I I think he might live in Las Vegas. Now I think about it. So you know, so he might be in Florida. You never know. You never know. You never so, know. So, what can wrestling do to capture more eyes on the product after the COVID era? What's that? After the COVID era, what can wrestling do to capture more eyes in the product? Oh, gosh. You know, I I would think right now people would just be dying to really, you know, you see all the, I don't, I don't know if this is answering your question. You see all these people say, man, it's so good to see live wrestling again. It's like, is, you know, most people just watch what's on TV. And they're just glad to see fans in attendance now. It's like, man, we've been ha- we've been having fans at our shows for over a year now. I know we had to deal with the masks and all that stuff for a while, but man, I think 
I, I would think that after this, people would be just dying to go watch any kind of wrestling that they could. And I think people need to come to these independent shows and everything. You know, there's more more out here than just WWE, you know. Oh, absolutely. I, guess. I hope. <laughs> That's why I'm doing the podcast, you know, because I go to Southern Vermont. So all they think is WWE and Roman Reigns and what Drew McIntyre had for dinner, you know, and, stuff. and I'm trying to bring more like, no, there's like so much more than just WWE and some people know AEW. I just got back from a couple weeks ago from Hudson, Massachusetts to a Wilkie 13 promotion wrestling and met Sean Hernandez there. Met, yeah, um, we had him at CCW too. Yeah, he's a real cool guy. Yeah, we, I did a training seminar with him in Homicide. It was brutal. <laughs> so I'd rather have a beer with a guy than be in the ring with a guy, tell you the truth. He, he, he's, he's, he's something to work with. But no, I mean, just catching the uh, independent show. I think the independent shows are better than WWE. And I've been to a fair amount of WWE events. Just the wrestlers are more like, more fan interactive, more into the fans. Sure. And I think indep- independent wrestling is bigger now than it's, ever been there's so much out here to see and go watch and with AEW opening up the forbidden door and working with other promotions as well that's going to open a fair amount of doors for the smaller ones as well oh yeah definitely so we all know you're 21 years old just watch yeah for life what (laughs) if you had to give a grade to the golden era of professional wrestling to what it is today what grades would you give Golden era, like the eighties and stuff. In the eighties, oh. Hogan, because I my yeah. first match was uh, Steamboat and Savage, WrestleMania three. But okay, I yeah, Andre I, Hogan. Oh, I, 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 right. I mean, the eighties, a, a plus, a plus, plus, plus. I mean, I, that's my favorite stuff ever. Then even the early nineties, even when people didn't like all the Doink the Clown and everybody, you know, Duke the Dumpster and all the crazy names and gimmicks people had. I loved all that stuff. The wrestling was still good. Uh, I, I mean, I give all that stuff A's all the way up. And, and then when Hogan turned to Hollywood, when it, you know formed the NWO, and then the Attitude Era in the WWF, A's all the way up to that stuff. And then the early 2000s, uh, with, when the uh, Ruthless Aggression time, uh, <clears throat> when Cena came up and Lesnar and all those guys, Eddie Guerrero and all that crew, I mean, that stuff was A. But then you start getting to the late 2000s, it's just like Monday Night Raw is not what it used to be. Oh, not even close. Not even, not, I mean, I have seen every single Monday Night Raw ever, and it's it's just not I still watch it. It's not very good. I like, you know, I like watching AEW. I'm glad there's something else out there mainstream wise, which there are other things too. I watched Ring of Honor last night. You know, there's, there's, there's some good wrestling out there, but the golden era to today, I like the old stuff. That's what I patterned my wrestling style out of. I mean, you're not going to see me do a bunch of flips and stuff like that. I'm, I'm your basic body slam leg drop guy so yeah to answer your question a plus for the old times i mean i'm not and i'm not saying anything bad about today it's just that it's just a totally different game than what it used to be because i was thinking about the other day about how i missed the 
it's like a lot of wrestling moves, like Hogan's leg drop or Savage elbow drop. They were so like, like their signature, like, oh my God moves back then. Today, right. people do it as in like a second move in or something like that. Yeah, yeah. My, my, my finish move, it's leg drop. And I, you know, I'm not, I, I want, when I use that move, I want it to finish a guy off. It's tough to watch. I guess that's the thing. There's so many false finishes these days in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you see somebody hit a huge move, like a tombstone or a, what, a Canadian destroyer or something, it's like, man, that should just, that should just be it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think all, I mean, Canadian Destroyer is a cool move and everything, but it's just like, I I remember Bobby Ian did the top rope blade drop, trying to spice up the leg drop, and it was like, okay, then it's just the leg drop's a leg drop. It goes against yeah. you. You're out. That's it. You're, yeah, <laughs> that's. And I and I got I'll pat myself on the back. My leg drop's awesome. <laughs> I've seen leg drops. They are pretty awesome. It it, it is awesome. My props to me, brother. <laughs> my Barry, my Barry Horowitz. <laughs> so have have you worked as a face and a heel before? And if you have, which one do you prefer? Uh, definitely a face because, uh, and that's ninety nine percent of what I've done. We kind of worked something right before the whole COVID thing happened, where I was starting to turn heel, but. I think we only had maybe one match that way. It was fun, but we immediately went right back to face, and that's just that, that suits me better. There's some wrestlers like Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock. They can DDT a baby and say, "I am a heel," and people will still cheer them on like their faces. Right. I mean, they get to the certain respect level. It's just, it can't be frowned upon. Right. So if you had to name three people in your life that influences your career, who would it be? But definitely Hulk Hogan. Uh, and yeah, Hogan, Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior. I mean, that's my three, that's my three favorite wrestlers. I mean, all the with weightlifting and I guess I should say Carrie Von Eric too. And it's crazy because I was just going through all my wrestling stuff. And I found my very first poster that I ever had. And it's a Carrie Von Eric poster and he's lifting the dumbbell. It's Carrie Von Eric's 10 demandments to weightlifting. So, yeah, I mean, anybody like, like those guys just love to work out and just are just high energy. That's, I mean, that, that's, that's the kind of people that I like. Yeah. The Von Eric's family has a good reputation respected it's just tragic how you know oh, awful i mean which one which death do you think was more tragic like more shocking well i mean the biggest one to affect me was definitely carrie uh but the most gosh that one, one of them i think died up in st louis which one was it he had the was it an overdose? That was the one, the first one. Is one was I think so. And was it was he in St. Louis? Did that happen there? Or am I just thinking that? I believe you're and right. I know, and I know one of them was like a young kid, and I think he got electrocuted, the yeah. youngest one. And then David, of course, he died 
I believe in Japan, what food poisoning or something. And some great great grandmother, great great grandfather pissed off God some way. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's like wow. It, yeah, it, it's a it, it was it was awful. So, what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue pursue a career similar as yours? What what advice would I give them to yeah. do it and go all out at it to do it? And you you have to try. That's right. If you don't try, you never know. Yeah, I mean, I when I was a kid, I I told this story before. I remember I you know I was just a young kid and I had like a you know, normal doctor's appointment or whatever and was at the doctor's office and I'll never forget the doctor coming in. He's like, so Chris, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I mean, literally without hesitation, I'm going to be a professional wrestler. And he said, nah, you can't do that. Those guys are big and strong. It's like, what kind of person would tell a little kid that you can't be something? Yeah. And that's just stuck with me my whole life. And I just hate that. And I'm, it just, one of the worst things someone had ever said to me. And if, if anybody ever tells me they want to do anything, I'm like, go do it. Yeah, because no matter how you big, can do it, anybody can be anything they want to be. You're right. Even the next slammer. Yeah. Just you got to get you got to try. So what does the future hold for slammer? Well, I hope I uh, win every championship and every organization around the world. That's that's the ultimate plan. But immediate plans, you know, we got July 31st down at Cape Championship Wrestling. I will be in six-man tag team action with my mega brother partner, Macho Man Dalton Anthony, and uh, uh, another partner. Uh, we will have Scott Hall at our show, nice. and that's pretty big. I mean, we get some big-name people down there, but, I mean – get scott hall this it's gonna be huge it's gonna be exciting uh then i think my next title defense at new breed will be september 18th not sure who i'll be facing yet may not know until i get there that's how that works that'll be a brown sedalia missouri i believe could be in eldon it's pretty much the same area uh i just was contacted by <clears throat> revolutionary wrestling entertainment in grubbs arkansas i've been down there several times and he was asking me if I ready to take some bookings again. It's kind of long haul, but I like to go down there. They're a weekly wrestling show. So those are immediate things. I may be in some talks with a couple other places too. So hopefully you'll see my face on some posters at some other organizations here soon. And man, I just, I just want to wrestle everywhere. Yeah. I, well, I'm really hoping that you'll move away from YouTube and go to somewhere like AEW or Ring of Honor or something like Man, that. Man, it, it would be so cool to go mainstream like that. You don't know how bad. I mean, the ultimate goal, I want to be on Monday Night Raw. I mean, that would be, I, I will always say that. That's out there in the universe, so it's bound to happen at some time. So, yeah, I, I want to do it all. I mean, obviously, my ultimate goal would be a, to be a WWE superstar. I mean, that would be beyond my wildest dreams so awesome slammer saving raw yeah yeah back to when it's like five million <laughs> views instead of like 1.5 yeah <laughs> so where can our listeners connect with you well i am on facebook chris mcfarland i have a 
Slammer fan page. Check that out. I also have a Slammer's Gym fan page. Like, like I said, I used to own a gym called Max Gym. Last name is McFarland, Mac, you know. So change that to Slammer's Gym to start a fan page when I started wrestling. And uh, so I have those on Facebook. I'm Chris underscore Slammer on Instagram. I'm on Twitter at Max Gym. I have my YouTube page, Chris McFarland. Subscribe to that. Uh, let's see here. I, I've got a TikTok. I don't really, I mean, every now and then I'll put a video on there. I don't really do too much on that. I probably should. Maybe I get something to go viral. You never know. I've got a pretty good UPS video on there that got a lot of views. But I have a wrestling store on Pro Wrestling Tees, prowrestlingtees.com slash slammer. You can pick up a Chris Slammer t-shirt there. I have a store at Mouthpiece Studios, and you get all my Slammer bandanas, t-shirts, and such on there. Uh, if you go on to Collar and Elbow, Al Snow's company, and use the code Chris Slammer, all capital letters, at checkout, you can save 10%. That puts a little bit of money in my pocket when people use those. Uh, I think that's about all my socials and my t-shirt plugs. Before I let you go, there's one thing about Hulk Hogan, since I'm talking to a mega fan. Yeah. I can't really bounce thoughts off of. Do you think the Hulkamania era, this part of me feels like when he went to WCW, that was it for Hulk, like for the Hulk Hogan. Like, you know, it was always about WWE, WWF, you know, but when he went to WCW, it just was it the same? I mean, it, it, it didn't seem the same. And man, but when he turned and started NWO, man, that that's good stuff, man. It's like I get asked all the time, wait, white men are yellow hogan, black and white. I'm like, man, like at black and white, there's something special about that NWO. Yeah, that really did. That was something. I thought I mean that's my my favorite I'd say my favorite stuff is NWO stuff. I mean yeah. I like the NWO of like the younger the older stuff and to when we got to like Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the first stuff. Yeah. Definitely. And I even like their little when they first came back to the WWF right what no way out, what year was that? Two thousand two one two, something like that. It was cool at first, and it set up the Hogan Rock match, which was such an awesome match, and they gave Hogan that last good WWF run when he became the WWF WWE champion because he was the guy when they cut the F out and uh, became WWE. So, but that early Hogan stuff too, man, man, late eighties, early nineties, that was magic. I, just just Hulk Hogan rules just all together, man. Yeah. But that NWO, too sweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, Slammer, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much for taking coming on the show. Man, it's my honor, man. I'm glad you asked me to come on here. I sorry you got me on the spot on a couple of questions there that I couldn't answer right away, but I hope I hope I was at least a little bit entertaining for you. Oh, you're awesome, man. Don't worry about that. I mean, that was I got lucky with those questions. I mean, I <laughs> and if you could just like tell everyone about the show and share it and stuff like that, I'll appreciate it. Yeah, I will definitely. All right. Well you take care of yourself. Thank you very much. Thanks, brother. Thanks for having me on. Well absolutely. So we'll do this again sometime soon. You betcha. See you later. Take care.
Take care, brother.